This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hello and welcome to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Thank you for joining us today. We're your hosts. My name is Marcy Davis and my co-host is my trusty service dog, Whistle. And we're thrilled to be with you to talk about our favorite subject, working dogs and working animals. And today we're excited to welcome Dr. Robin Gansert, President and CEO of the American Humane Association. And Robin will be talking with us today about several things that she's involved with, including the American Humane Association's Hero Dog Awards, a project about military dogs that she's working on, and some exciting news about her new book that's coming out, Animal Stars. So come right back after these quick messages as we welcome Dr. Robin Gansert to the show. Sit, stay, we'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Molly, here's your dinner. (coughs) Zeus, that's not your food. Don't let that happen to your precious cat. Elevate your cat's eating experience with the Cat Tree Tray. The Cat Tree Tray keeps your cat's food off the floor and conveniently located on the cat tree. It's the perfect way to eat. It's a beautiful wrought iron tray that easily attaches to your cat tree and keeps dogs and other critters out of your cat's dish. A must for multi-pet households. There's a 6-inch tray for large bowls and a 4-inch tray for smaller bowls. Purchase your Cat Tree Tray today. Go right now to CatTreeTray.com. That's CatTreeTray.com. C-A-T-T-R-E-E-T-R-A-Y.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Hello, Robin, and welcome. Hi, Marcy. Uh, how are you doing? Thanks so much I'm, for having me, by the way. Oh, well, I'm great. Whistle and I are great, and we're so excited that you could be with us today to talk about all your, your new big news. <laughs> We've got a lot going on here at American Humane Association. You know, they always say it's the dog days of summer, but Marcy, you know, we think it's the hero dog days of summer, so we are particularly in love with this season. Well, that sounds good to me. Well, tell our listeners all about the Hero Dog Awards. Well, you know, this is our fourth year. I can't believe it's been now four years of Hero Dogs. This is our national campaign that we run where Americans get to nominate their favorite working dog in eight different categories. And then what I love is that America gets to vote. They get to vote on the favorite dogs from their communities. And we have millions of votes cast every year. And we're now down to our eight incredible finalists. These are are really dogs who represent just the very, very best in our communities, heroes on both ends of the leash, Marcy, which is amazing. Oh, that's so wonderful. So exciting. Well, tell us more about those categories. 
Well, I tell you, the categories are remarkable, and I know particularly your listeners will so love this. You know, we have our Guide Dog for the Blind, which is an amazing category, and our Guide Dog story this year, I'm just going to tell you, is a tearjerker. I encourage everyone to go to the HeroDogAwards.org site and read about our Guide Dog. We have a law enforcement dog, another incredible hero dog. We have an arson dog. We have, of course, the uh, therapy dog, the service dog. Want to make sure I'm not forgetting one, military (laughs) dog and our emerging hero dog. So incredible categories of these great dogs doing wonderful things in our hometowns. Oh, that's so wonderful. Wow. So it must be so hard to choose because I can only imagine all of the nominations that you must get. Well, you know, and luckily, luckily, I don't get to vote. So what is nice for me <laughs> is I don't know when an American Humane Association votes because, you know, it's it's our place is to host the campaign, host it for the folks to be able to vote all across America. And once again, it's several million votes cast each year to determine the top eight finalists in these categories. And then from there, which is nice, is we continue the public vote up until middle of September so that Americans get to vote for the top American hero dog out of the eight finalists. And this, which I think is wonderful. And this year, Marcy, we added something very, very special. We recognize that behind every hero dog is a wonderful medical professional. So thanks to our friends at Zoetis, this year we have a hero veterinarian and a hero vet tech who will be recognized on the stage alongside these hero dogs. Oh, that's wonderful. I love that. And I love that you included the vet tech because there are so many people behind these incredible dogs. And that's wonderful. Absolutely. And, you know, these medical professionals do so much. Uh, You know, I just wanted to share with you one of the dogs that I thought was amazing, of course, is Hero Dog Susie, our therapy dog of the year. She has actually, her story has changed the law in the state of North Carolina. We have military war dog Cheney, unbelievable dog returning from multiple tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan. Exxon, the guide and hearing dog that I tell you is a tearjerker. Your listeners must read that story. It's amazing. We have a great service dog named JJ who works alongside his partner, a beautiful girl named KK. So how cool is that? (laughs) KK and JJ. We've got Kai, who's an incredible arson dog. Amazing stories there. Xena, the warrior puppy. She's the emerging hero dog. Coda. I love this name. Coda is our law enforcement hero dog. And Brittany is our search and rescue dog. She actually served in 9-11. So she is now 15 years old. And her first deployment as a search and rescue dog was 9-11. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Um, Well, and so tell us about how they all will be honored. What will their big exciting night include? (laughs) <laughs> well, the big exciting night, and I love this, the hero dogs and the hero at the other end of the leash are flown out to Hollywood, where they're really celebrated on a red carpet, and we actually celebrate them with an awards show. It's much like the Academy Awards for canines. These dogs get to go on stage and receive award presented by numerous celebrities, and this year's show is hosted by the incredibly delightful and charming Terry Bradshaw. 
and the beautiful Beth Stern. So our co-hosts this year are amazing, and they'll welcome these wonderful finalists on stage. And then, of course, as the evening progresses, we will name and announce the votes for the hero dog, the top hero dog of the year. So it's a prize package, getting them to Hollywood, red carpet experience, (laughs) celebrities, and most importantly, most importantly, each of these dogs get a grant, a charitable grant to one of their favorite working dog organizations that celebrates the great work of these working dogs. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, tell us about the sponsors and who makes all of this possible, Robin. Well, you know, our sponsors are amazing. The sponsors include, of course, Hallmark is our wonderful presenting sponsor for actually for the show, our television broadcast partner. Lois Pope and and her foundations are presenting sponsor. We have Zoetis, we have State Farm, we have Chicken Soup for the Soul Pet Food, Mission Manager, Energy Shots Drinks, just a great lineup of incredible sponsors who are generous and are supporting our efforts. Oh, that's so wonderful. Well, we are so excited and, and I can only imagine what that how magical that night is going to be for you and for everyone who's involved with this and just for anyone who gets to experience it. It's just so magical and amazing. So thank you so much, Robin. It's awesome. Well, thank you, and thanks your beautiful dog whistle for what you do every every week for people to learn more about working dogs in our lives. And the Hero Dog Awards is dedicated to sharing that message of awareness around the globe. Oh, I just love it. Well, tell us about your project that you have going with military dogs, because that's really awesome, too. Well, you know, as we look at this incredibly long period of time in our country, this war on terror... We have a number of dogs proudly serving alongside our military in a number of key roles. Uh, These military dogs on the front lines actually save lives of our service men and women. It's estimated that military working dogs and contract working dogs save the lives of 150 to 200 service men and women in line of duty. And I think to me that means a lot more moms and dads get to come home from war. A lot of sons and daughters also get to return from the battlefields and these military dogs do great things. What we have recognized and what we brought to the Hill on July 23rd of this year is a very important issue, and that is that these military dogs really need to be afforded a retirement on U.S. soil where they're reunited with their former soldier handler. And we're working with a wonderful group, Mission Canine Rescue, a fantastic organization who's our partner in this. And together, we are reuniting and providing these wonderful military dogs with a forever loving home in a home where the bond is the strongest and that is with their former soldier who served on the front lines with them yeah that's awesome and i just love that you include the contract working dogs because that's something that i think so many people when we think of military dogs we think that they're government owned but there are so many dogs that are private contractors just like private citizens that are contractors that are all too often forgotten Absolutely. And and what we said on Capitol Hill and we said in media throughout the world, BBC covered this, you know, Fox covered it, ABC covered it, CBS covered it. It was an amazing story of getting this message out. USA Today did a lovely piece as well. What we said was, let's remove the distinctions. No matter who owns this dog serving alongside our Marines or Army or Air Force, by goodness, whoever owns the dogs should be a moot point. These dogs deserve the same benefits and they deserve a retirement on U.S. soil back in the home of someone who knows them and loves them the most. Yeah. And so what's the status of that, Robin? What's your next effort? 
Well, our next effort is a number of calls we'll be making with members of Congress on the Hill. We've formed a number of senators about our ask for changes in the National Defense Authorization Act. We're stepping out on the Hill to advocate for changes with the Department of Defense and the Secretary of Defense. And secondly, equally important, is we've called on the private sector to step up and provide for a veterinary care fund. These dogs, their veterinary care can be quite expensive. We want to make sure that the soldiers who are adopting them don't absorb that expense that there's a private sector veterinary care fund to pay for their cost. Oh, that's wonderful. Well, where can our listeners get more information about that project? And especially if they want to make some calls to their representatives and, and Congress folks, how can they get more information, Robin? Well, they can visit our AmericanHumane.org site, and we'll have more postings as we move into our meetings on the hills in September. There'll be even more information about advocating with us, alongside us, so that the members of Congress are informed on these issues and that they can make the right decisions as they provide for language in the National Defense Authorization Act. Oh, that is so wonderful. Well, we are going to take just a quick break and hear some important messages from our sponsors, and then we're going to come back and continue visiting with Robin and we're going to hear all about her new book Animal Stars so come right back after these quick messages we'll be right back right after these messages stay tuned Hi, this is Tim Link, animal communicator and pet expert and host of Animal Rights on Pet Life Radio. Have you ever wanted to know what your pet is really thinking? Do you want to find out if they truly understand what you're trying to tell them? Ever wish you could build a better understanding and closer relationship with your pet? Well, now you can. Learning to communicate with animals is a four-part on-demand workshop. In the workshop, you'll learn the essential techniques that are necessary to communicate with animals, including what is animal communication, breathing correctly to achieve the perfect state to communicate with your animals at a deeper level, using guided meditation exercises and method to communicate with animals, and how to send and receive information from your animals. So if you're wanting to learn how to communicate and connect with your animals at a deeper level, visit PetLifeRadio.com forward slash workshop and purchase and download Learning to Communicate with Animals. You'll be glad you did. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. Radio. Welcome back to Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. And we're visiting today with Dr. Robin Gansert from the American Humane Association. And before the break, we were mentioning the new book that you have coming out, Robin. Animal Stars. I love the title, Behind the Scenes with Your Favorite Animal Actors. So tell (laughs) us, how did you come up with this project for this book? Oh, I tell you, you know, this has been one of my favorite joys over the past year and a half as we've been working on this initiative. And I'm so glad to see it come to life and come to fruition. You know, we all, I grew up loving those animals. I fell in love with animals and all wildlife through Disney movies. You know, back when I was growing up, there were so many features. It was amazing. And then Mutual of Omaha, there's beautiful special. Yes. You know, 
I really connected, and that's when my heart, I think, grew big for for animals and animal stars, particularly those animals that we see and screen and film and entertainment. I just love them and continue to do that and feel that love. And when I was asked to take over this role at American Humane Association to join this great cause, I couldn't be prouder of our one of our programs, and that's No Animals Were Harmed, where we've been working in Hollywood for 75 years, celebrated in January of 2015, 75 years, our Diamond Jubilee. And I thought, what an incredible opportunity, an incredible opportunity to provide education and awareness about what it is to be an animal star, where these animal stars come from, and how we could share their messages. At the same time, we're celebrating a milestone, which is our protection of animals working in film and entertainment that's happening now for almost 75 years. Wow, it's so hard to believe 75 years. I know, I know. (laughs) Well, and I'm like you. I mean, those Disney films and and Mutual of Omaha, I loved watching that as a child. And and those shows have such an impact on us as young people. And you're right, it does shape us and how we, we are sensitive to issues as we're adults. So I'm sure Animal Stars is going to have that same impact on our young people when they read all of the wonderful stories that you've compiled. Well, I tell you, I hope so. I hope it'll influence the next generation to really celebrate what's going on with these animals in in film and entertainment. Because if we see them on the silver screen, I know it's educating children about what these animals are like. And they get to see them in a whole host of different, you know, uh, film and venues. I think about Uggy you know, in The Artist, how many people fell in love again with dogs because of Uggy and his incredible antics. I mean, he stole stole the movie, I think, with all due respect to everyone in the movie. <laughs> he stole it. But, you know, I wanted to, in this book, and of course, our co-authors on the book are Linda and Alan Anderson, you know, incredible people. Their Angel Animal series have also been an influence in my life and in my career choice. Uh, reading their books over the years, just really inspired me to do more for animals. And so it was indeed a privilege to work alongside the Andersons to produce animal stars for our 75th anniversary of No Animals Were Harmed. You know, some of the animals we feature besides Uggy and the artist, I'm sure, Marcy, you saw Warhorse and you saw the oh, yes. beautiful finder. What a glorious horse, you know, beautiful. And I've had horses my whole life. So to be able to learn a little bit more about Finder and the behind the scenes with Bobby Lovegren, who is the trainer for Finder, it's one of the great stories in the book is Finder and the back behind the scenes on War Horse. That's wonderful. Well, how did you choose the animals that are highlighted in the book? Well, you know, these are all incredible world-class animal trainers that we reached out to from our favorite films and our favorite, you know, story. So we even have a story about Benji. I mean, I think so many people, you know, Benji changed shelters, I think. Benji changed the entire look on shelters. We even have, uh, I think, one of my funniest chapters in here is on Kitty the Snake Star. You know, I'm not a snake fan, true confession. I don't want to hold a Burmese python but we went because we had to learn about snakes on a plane what an iconic snake movie right (laughs) you had to yes i had to so i had to include this and so we went to jules sylvester who is the snake trainer and we said okay so tell us you know how do you train snakes for movies like snake on the plane and he said 
you don't. You train the human actors to stay far away. And, you know, I just love that. And so we learned a lot about Kitty, the snake star. And, of course, you get to learn a little bit about the penguins and Mr. Popper's penguins. And I tell you, one of my most heartwarming stories I thought from this book was Casey the Bear. You know, I'm sure you've seen The Jungle Book and so many other commercials and films that had this iconic bear, Casey. Well, what we explore in this book is, you know, uh, so many of these animal stars, they get their cues done right. They perform beautifully. They're so well-trained. It's so amazing. What is interesting is about Casey is about he had a little bit of a diva tendency. And you want to know, Marcy, what his diva tendency was? What was it? Kentucky Fried Chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That bear would not work, would not go to his cues unless he had a bucket of KFC. And so producers around the country, whenever Casey would work, they would try to sneak in grocery store chicken, other brands of fried chicken, and the bear would not work. It had to be a bucket. Of KFC original recipe. Well, that was not my even. question. <laughs> I was going to say, was it original or was it crispy? That's right. It had to be original and he wouldn't work unless he had that bucket. So the chapter is devoted to how people were getting fried chicken, Kentucky fried chicken, flown in for their diva star, Casey, the incredible bear, the inspiration for the bear in the Jungle Book. So, how much fun is that? How well, special. Casey certainly deserved every piece of KFC (laughs) that Casey received. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, You know, I just, I love that. But, you know, there's also a, a really deep message that I know your listeners will really appreciate in this book. Each chapter is filled with a beautiful training technique, a training technique that you can take home for your own animals, you know, your own companion animals. And I think that's pretty powerful. But also there's a message in there. These many of these animals, even the wildlife animals, such as the deer and, and all, were absolutely rescued. They were rescued through sanctuaries and through animal shelters, and they were found through those groups to be given a second chance at life, and their second chance at life became a movie star. And I just think how wonderful of a story is that when people can see a dog on television, chances are that dog was adopted from an animal shelter. In fact, over 85% is what we estimate of dogs and cats you see in the silver screen were adopted through shelters. That's amazing. That is. That's so wonderful. Dreams can come true for everyone, for animals and their partners. That's so beautiful. Well, tell us, I know that in the book you're touching on about how animal actors are protected and cared for, because that's always a big question that people have. So tell us a little bit about that. You know, that is a big question because people, you know, are just now learning about this. And that's one reason this book is out, because we wanted to provide some education for how that does happen. I'm so proud to tell you that uh, No Animals Were Harmed is led by Chief Veterinary Officer Dr. Quan Stewart. So we have a medical doctor, a licensed veterinarian at the top of the house, and many of our certified animal safety representatives are indeed licensed veterinarians. So there are medical doctors on these sets for these animals, and that provides the the ultimate level of safety and care for these animals working in film. 
and importantly, to make sure that our certification standards that provide for the guidelines for how animals are actually able to work, it's important that our listeners know that there's a world-class leading group of scientists, animal welfare scientists from around the world who volunteer their time and talent to drive and develop our standards for these animals in these working environments. So for you and I, we're looking at an, an animal such as Crystal from Night at the Museum, who I thought was, by the way, so poignantly portrayed when Robin Williams posted his birthday picture, and it was with Crystal, who he said before he passed, his second to last Instagram post was with Crystal, one of his quote-unquote beloved leading ladies who visited with them on his birthday. You know, Crystal, I can't tell you, it's not my experience to tell how it should be to keep her safe on set, but there are leading scientists who are devoted to this program who volunteer their time and talent to make sure that our standards are cutting edge and leading in science. We go after this program with science. We have medical doctors on set, and I think that provides for a powerful safety net to ensure that these animals are indeed not harmed while working in film and entertainment. Yes, yes, because they deserve that. And it's part of the professionalism that they so richly deserve. So I'm so glad to hear that and that it's done in, in such a methodical and, and research-based way. That's just so great. And it should be that way. That's awesome. Well, thank you. And it is. It definitely should be. Those animals deserve that. And film goers, movie goers, all of us who love to see animals on the silver screen and on our television screens, you know, we can rest well knowing that that we're there. Our safety rating is stunning over the, you know, past decade of our program. We've had a 99.98% safety rating. That's not good enough for us. Every day we want it to be 100%. Over the past year, we've had a 100% safety rating. And that's where we want to be. We want to make sure that all animals, as soon as they enter that production setting, completely and utterly safe. In fact, it's safer to be an animal on set than it is to be a human. Wow, that's great. (laughs) Well, and tell us, when is the book coming out, Robin, and how can we get a copy? Well, certainly, we encourage everyone to go to their independent bookstore or Barnes & Noble or Amazon.com to buy the book. E-books are now available because the book has had such overwhelming demand. So e-books are now out on the wires. But indeed, the hard copy book, which I always love the hard copy. It has some great photographs of all these animals and film and entertainment. That hard copy is available in bookstores on September 18th. Oh, great. Well, and I'm so sorry that our time is coming to an end because we love visiting with you, Robin. But just tell us one more time before we have to go, tell us the dates again for the Hero Dog Awards. The Hero Dog Awards will be in Los Angeles on September 27th, where we'll be at the Beverly Hilton announcing the top hero dog for our country. And then it'll be airing on the Hallmark Channel. So everyone can tune in on October 30th for the world premiere broadcast of the fourth annual Hero Dog Awards. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being with us, Robin. And we will make a lot of this information that Robin has mentioned today available on our website because we certainly want our our listeners to be able to access information about the Hero Dog Awards and the Military Dog Project and the book. So Mm -hmm. see, we had so many things to talk about today. So very exciting, very exciting and so great for, for educating ourselves and protecting animals, which is what we all are so committed to. So thank you, Robin, and please come back and visit with us again soon. Thank you, Marcy, so much, and give Whistle a big hug for me. I will. I will. 
And thank you, our listeners, for being with us. We love hearing from you. So please keep those emails coming. And you know, you can email Whistle and myself at Marcy, M-A-R-C-I-E, at PetLifeRadio.com. And you can also follow us at Working Like Dogs on Facebook and Twitter and our blog at WorkingLikeDogs.com. So thank you so much for being with us, and we look forward to visiting with you again soon. Take good care. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.